Welcome back, everybody. This is Javi again, your host for the chat podcast where we talk about everything and anything. Today we have Scott Crabtree from Ohio. Scott, welcome to the chat. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here. Anytime, man. So lately you've made local news on an interesting project that is uh, very nice. But before we get to that, tell us a little about about yourself and how you got to uh, what you currently do. All right. Well, uh, photography is really what got me into where I am now. It's what really started me down this path. Once I got my my handlebars into photography, I kind of found my footing into using different design softwares, and I really got interested in doing graphic design, uh, mainly whenever I started doing yearbook. Photography and graphic design kind of met together there and gave me a chance to get my feet wet in graphic design. From there, I was able to start using my experience in design to focus more on what I have been calling fabrication design. So the way I describe what I do is I take a digital design and I fabricate it into something physical. There's just something very rewarding about being able to hold a physical item in your hands at the end of a project. The progression you've made, how long has, was that since you started uh, into the graphic design world and photography to where you're at now? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I have always kept pretty good track of all of my files and everything. And I was curious about this myself one time and I went back and basically one of the very first photos that I edited in Photoshop was about in April of 2012. So it's been about eight years since I kind of really got into this and started my, my path down this interesting journey. With what you do, what has been the first big project of yours that really got you going with what you currently do? Uh, in regards to what I currently do, the first big project that really kind of made me settle uh, on what I wanted to do was making a 3D dimensional sign of my logo. And okay. that wasn't for, this happened during college. It wasn't for a class or anything. It was more for my own personal experimentation. And once I reached the end of that project, I was holding mm -hmm. up my hand and I realized this is awesome. I want to do more of this. Um, I want to get better at doing this. I want to learn as much as I can to get better and better and do this as well as I possibly can. And that singular drive is what has ultimately led me to get things like um, a vinyl cutter was my first technically considered a CNC machine for cutting vinyl, a little plotter. Um, and whenever I graduated college, I actually got my own four by four foot CNC machine. Okay. So yeah, I would say starting on that sign made out of just foam core and paper uh, was ultimately the first thing that got me really interested in what I do now. Nice, okay. So with all of that machine, I'm sure it's not, it's not cheap. From your first quote-unquote breakthrough project, how many clients have you had ever since where they say, we, we saw what you did with someone else, can you do this? Or we, we saw this, we saw your Instagram post or your social media post, can you do this for us? Gotcha. Um, in college, I made countless vinyl decals for people. I honestly don't even know how many, at least, at least a couple hundred. And ultimately, wow. I got probably close to about $2,000 in college just doing that uh, for friends and through word of mouth, people would talk to their friends and I would just have people coming to me every day, every other day, 
asking for a new graphic for their car, their water bottle, or their laptop. Uh, so that was the first chance I had to really see how my desire to make things, to make a physical version of a digital design, mm. that was my first chance to see that that would be a profitable thing to do and gave me even more of a drive to really develop that skill. What has been your, your, your pride and joy project so far? Ultimately, anytime anybody asks me that, I'm going to say it's my next project. My next project <laughs> is going to be my pride and joy. Uh, it's kind of a mindset I have that keeps me pushing onward and upward to improve yeah. what I can do. But if I had to say out of all of the projects that I had finished up to this point, it would probably be this sign that I recently finished. Um, basically, it was a replica of a rather iconic sign in Tennessee. It was a replica of the Tennessee State Theater sign. Okay. The original was about five stories tall. It's a humongous sign. And back in 2016, it was renovated and taken down. They switched out all the light bulbs on it and it cost about, I can't remember, at least a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, but that sign is kind of a main focal point in downtown Knoxville. It's just so okay. cool. You have tourists there getting photos with it all the time. And since I used to live in Tennessee, I wanted something to kind of commemorate my time there. And making that project was something I have been wanting to do for a couple of years. But the, there are hundreds of thousands of, no, my mistake, there are 3,000 light bulbs, something like that, on this sign. It's a really old classic style. And those light bulbs were definitely the hardest part. Uh, once I figured it out, I was able to 3D print those little light bulbs. I was really starting to be able to get down to the nitty gritty details of it okay. in order to start recreating it. And once I finished that project, local news there in Tennessee found it fascinating and ultimately interviewed me for the local news, which is a really awesome experience. That's impressive. So how long did this project take? I would say from me starting my digital files to me actually having the finished project in my hand it took me about two, two and a half months. It was wow. definitely one of my bigger projects. And uh, the size of that ended up being four feet tall and about seven or eight inches wide. Okay, okay. Is it pretty heavy? Uh, not too bad. It's primarily composed of CNC routed MDF. Uh, about two different layers of MDF, and there's some 3D printing involved, some basic electronics involved. I've kind of refined some of the techniques down in making this kind of signage. Uh, so I have a nice way to move forward if I have an interesting idea. I'm not starting completely from scratch. I can kind of develop this, this uh, unique technique in order to uh, fabricate these kind of items. So when you said you were contacted by the local news and such, I'm assuming your social media exploded with people interested in seeing what you have. I'm sure they messaged you saying, hey, can you make me this? Can you make me that? If you were to sell that, just out of curiosity, how much would you sell that for? Oh, goodness. Um, if I were to, I have one left. And it would have a high price tag, if only for <laughs> posterity's sake. Um, sure. I'm thinking in terms of at least a couple thousand. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably what it would take to pry this from my hands. It's just such a nice <laughs> sign. It's got a lot of sentimental value to me. Oh, I understand. It's, 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 it's a one-of-a-kind. Mm-hmm, definitely one-of-a-kind. I haven't seen anybody make anything else like it. 
now that you've made this, this, this nice replica design, is there another big project that you have in mind to do or are you currently working on something big like that? Absolutely. I have so many more ideas than I have time to make. <laughs> uh, I actually have a running list on my phone that if I'm ever looking for something to do, I can just start working on another project. Um, just as a teaser, I have one project that I've started, but I kind of have on pause for the moment. Um, I've okay. kind of called it in my head whenever I'm thinking about it, the impossible window. So if that sounds hmm. interesting to you, kind of keep in touch with me. Maybe, maybe we'll see if that project is finished before too long. But I have a whole bunch of other projects. I'm working on two right now. One for a local salon. I'm redoing their storefront signage. And one of my other big projects right now is constructing these two torsion box platforms. Okay. And what they're used for is to um, basically make a camera platform that is extremely rigid and will not have any flex okay. or shake whenever a camera operator is standing on top of it, which is ideal for getting good quality video footage. Nice, nice. So have you had a lot of people reaching out to you saying, hey, teach me what you do. How do you get started? And if so, what do you normally tell them? I have had too many people ask me specifically to help them, but I have had a lot of people contact me and ask them for pointers and tips and directions on solving little problems that they've had come up. Sure, sure. Um, I have had enough of those people ask me that question that it prompted me to start up a YouTube channel where I've lately been putting completely documented videos on the entire build process for my projects. And that's been an interesting experience, interesting challenge. It definitely makes the projects take a little bit longer as I settle into a nice workflow in sure. not only making the projects, but also recording the footage and editing the video as well. But it's been a good experience and I'm looking forward to seeing um, that momentum gain as I start uh, nailing down my process. Do you have anybody that you follow on social media that you get inspirations from that does similar to what you do? Oh, there are so many. I can't even, I can't even list them all <laughs> if, I had, if I had two hours here. Um, I'm always, 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 always looking for new sources of inspiration. There are some common ones in the maker, maker community. Uh, one of the most common ones would probably be Bob Claggett. He runs the channel and Instagram page. I like to make stuff. Fantastic okay. guy. Um, he does really good work. Um, he's got a really good personality. And there's so many others. There's Jimmy Duresta, David Picciuto. They're probably one of the okay. big three who have another podcast called Making It. Um, there's uh, Jack, uh, Paul Jackman. He's really good. He's an interesting character. He likes to make oversized tools out of wood <laughs> and they look really unique. Um, so many others, I could go on and on. But one thing I always try to do is finding inspiration in unusual areas, which usually gives me the most creative inspiration. Uh, for instance, I'll go into grocery stores or the mall and just okay. looking at the packaging of the products on, in the aisles, they can give you unique ideas, some things you've never thought about, how a certain shape is made out of a flat piece of cardboard. Um, interesting surface techniques on the floor in the mall. There's, there's never a shortage of inspiration out there. You just have to have the eyes to see it. We're winding down on this episode, but I have a couple more questions left. Have you ever ran into an issue where you're creating something and you go, you're halfway there and you go, man, I'm way in over my head. 
why did I get myself into this? And if so, how did you get out of that? Yeah, that is definitely something that happens. Um, it, that feeling is definitely different based on what kind of creative work you are focused in and not just creative work. It can be happen with anything. Uh, for okay. digital design, you could be st sitting behind your computer, sorting through all of your Photoshop layers, Illustrator layers, and you're just totally burnt out on a project. Like, wow, this is getting <laughs> way too complicated. Uh, maybe I should start dialing things back. But if you're doing physical stuff, um, specifically with this Tennessee theater sign, I had to manually press in over two 2,500 uh, little, little light bulbs that I 3D printed. <laughs> and I'll tell you, man, that took me a week just doing that because I actually made two of these signs. So that 2,000... Um, it just gives you a sense of how long that took. I have a timeline, a time lapse in the video I made for YouTube, and you can see how the sun is just shifting through the window, giving a solid indication of how long <laughs> that took. Uh, yeah, by the end yeah. of that, my thumbs were so sore, I had calluses on the tips of them, just pushing them in. And I'll tell you what, I wanted to give up multiple times on that project. Just think and sit back and think, is there any other way I could possibly be doing this? Could I be using acrylic rods and cut them into little half inch strips and just push them in there rather than having to spend over um, 90 hours 3D printing all these bulbs. But getting to that moment and getting to the finished project, figuring out how to overcome that feeling is such an important skill to be able to develop for yourself. Ultimately, you just have to realize once you have the finished product in hand or on screen, or over to the client, you won't think back to the time that you spent working on it. You're gonna be thinking back to that moment of joy, happiness, of um, just the ultimate pleasure of being able to have it done, seeing it finished. And if you can just work for that moment, for that feeling, that is a great drive to get you through that creative slump in uh, any projects that you're working on. Nice. I like that. So last question. For a person that knows nothing about this and is interested, is there, are there any websites or is there any specific YouTube channels that you would go, here's a good way to start, here you go, and if so, do you, can you name a couple of them off? Yeah, absolutely. There are a ton of great resources out there. More and more are coming out every day. YouTube mm. is your friend. Um, there are so many tutorials on YouTube. Uh, there are just, there's just so many resources out there getting specific results if you're trying to achieve a specific end result or a specific look for a photo in Photoshop. Or you could be a lot more general. Let's say you just want to learn the Adobe apps. Photoshop, sure, for instance, sure. maybe Illustrator from bare bones. You have absolutely no idea what you're doing. And maybe let's say you don't want to spend the however many dollars a month to get the software. There are two main things I would point out. If you want to learn Photoshop, you could always start with GIMP. It's a free program okay. that is very similar to Photoshop. That's a great way to get your feet wet and see if you really are interested in continuing and learning that without having to put down the money. And then if you're interested in doing illustrations for something like Illustrator, your free alternative would be um, Inkscape. It's another free app you can use. Really, they are 
they're similar, they're limited, but they ultimately give you the feeling of how it is to work in the Adobe apps, those main two. Yeah. Um, one of my other recommendations and probably the best recommendation I can give you is go to your local library and ask the person at the desk if they are able to give you a free subscription to lynda.com. And if you don't know, lynda.com is an insane resource for getting as much educational content for a wide range of software online. Normally it costs money, but some public libraries offer the service for free if you have an account set up through them. So that is okay. a great resource to look into. They have tutorials from everything from PowerPoint to Fusion 360 and doing CNC mill work uh, and everything in between. Definitely all the Adobe apps. It'll help, help teach you things like HTML coding or any other language you want to learn. It's just the best resource to look into. Good to know. I will, uh, for you listeners, I'll put all the those uh, links in the uh, description of this podcast episode so that way you can go and uh, click on those. Thanks again, Scott, for uh, stopping by this uh, episode. Learned a lot today. Got to know more about the process and the details, especially with that Tennessee sign. I'm hoping to have you again. Yeah, not a problem. It's, it's great to be here. Thanks, thanks again for having me. It's been great to be able to talk with you and yeah, really happy to be able to go over some of those details on that Tennessee sign. Yeah, it's nice. Again, listeners, I'll post the pictures to that because it's a really nice sign and I'm sure everyone's going to love it. So thanks again, Scott, for stopping by. Everyone else, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.